Hi, Gary Stone from Sharewell Systems here. Sure, you may be trading stocks, ETFs, CFDs, futures, or even cryptos and FX, but how do you invest the money that really counts, including your retirement savings? Do you do it yourself, or do you feel you lack the strategies and confidence and have instead entrusted your retirement to a managed fund or financial advisor, or to somebody else to grow and protect your biggest investment? Go to sharewellsystems.com and download a case study that dissects a real money portfolio, which has achieved a return of double the ASX 200 accumulation index since January 2016. Sharewell Systems is proudly powering the spotty Your Call Hour right here on Ticker. Well, hello and welcome to Spotty, everyone, streaming to you live once again from lockdown in Melbourne town here from the Ticker Studios in Glamorous Richmond, where we shine the spotlight on your shares and answer your questions live on air. So how do you get to ask your questions? Well, quite simple, really. You can text us 0480-079-089, or you can email us question at spotty.com.au. You will see these details appear at the bottom of the screen, of course, throughout the show, but by all means, save it into your smartphone or into your email uh, sending service and uh, just make easier access for you to get through. And a big thank you also to those of you who may not necessarily get to tune in live, but you do send your questions in early um, as well. Much appreciated. And we will try to get through as much of the early questions and live ones as we possibly can in order to keep the balance exciting and uh, yeah, entertaining. Well, let's bring in today's Chief Spotters. And I'm going to start with, well, a popular lady whose positivity about trading is infectious. It's Justine Pollard from Smart Trading. G'day, Justine, how are you doing? G'day, yes, I'm doing well. Excellent. I'm well, in New South Wales, so we're not in lockdown at the moment. <laughs> no, and you haven't been, as uh, many of my friends up there keep reminding me. But nonetheless, we'll move on. A touchy subject down here, down south, as I'm sure you can imagine. But um, let's get to talk about shares, because really, why do you want to be outside anyway? Um, especially when we get to hear you for the next uh, 45 minutes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the business you build at Smart Training, the education services you provide, um, and you know how you help investors every day? Yes, well, I'm purely a technical trader, so I love my charts. I do everything off charts. I've got Metastock, that's the software that I use, mm -hmm. and I have it set up with all my systems and I run my scans and I'm looking at things that come up in my scans. Um, and I fell into teaching because people just kept asking me, can you show me, can you show me, can you teach me? Um, so it sort of started off with Metastock trading to start with and it just continued along that path. And then Wiley asked me to write a book in um, 2008 called Smart Trading Plans, which to this day now is still a good seller because there's no book out there that really teaches you how to write a trading plan for the stock market, which is something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, one of some of our viewers, of course, when they heard you were coming on, quite excited by that and uh, praise thrown around uh, with regards to the, the book, which I've now read as well. And uh, yeah, I thoroughly encourage those of you who are interested, particularly um, using charts to go about formulating your strategy um, and the like and using it to assist with your timing and of entry and exit. It's a great, easy read, really, under, you know, really cuts to the you know, chase with regards to what you need to know. And yeah, I commend uh, Justine's book. So uh, smarttrading.com.au. I think if I remember right, there's a bar on the right-hand side, isn't there, where you can purchase it, Justine? 
Ah, uh, yes, there is. And when you do purchase it, you get access to free book bonuses and there's a Word document you can download, which is a trading plan template. And the goal is as you read through the book, you complete your trading plan along the way. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Great for uh, lockdown periods in Melbourne. You've still got three days, fellow Victorians. So by all means, jump on and give it a go. Um, the other guest uh, on the show today is me. Um, a late fill-in, I, I must admit, due to a uh, schedule change, but nonetheless, I'll try to do my best. Um, have far too many stocks to, uh, uh, to really go on about, but, you know, I just love this stuff. I turned my um, passion into a career. Uh, I now currently have Spotty Consulting, which I run with my partner in Shine, of course, Chris Bratchler, who regularly appears on this program as well. And we have other further activities and the like that we'll be rolling out in the not-too-distant future, uh, along with presenting this show, which I thoroughly enjoy. Always a great opportunity for me to get together with mates like Justine and the rest of it. Okay, so we're ready now. All we need are for you to send your questions through. Uh, currently, as we go to where the market currently uh, still positive up. Uh, just having a look here, the All Ordinary is up 0.85%, the XJO up 0.3%. So let's get into the main market news uh, today, Justine, if we can. And let's start with, well, in what has to be the report of the reporting season thus far from a large cap company, that is. JB Hi-Fi posted some stellar numbers. Total sales up some 23.7% to $4.9 billion. Online sales up 161%. Net profit after tax up 86.2% to $317 million. And they lifted their interim dividend by some 82% to $1.80. And thus far this uh, year uh, to date, they, well, they started on like a house on fire, which is probably why everyone's buying electronics. But nonetheless, sales across all regions are at least a thousand basis points better than what they were previously. Obviously, investors are wondering whether this can continue. Um, we know the pace has been exceptionally strong. Actually, Justine, if you look at the analyst forecast, you will notice that uh, this year, yes, everyone's expecting growth, which is great. But then in the following year, everyone's expecting it to retrace and pull back because, of course, surely this can't continue. But as we've been seeing with the retailers across the ASX, many of them have been going longer, going stronger for longer. And with uh, JB Hi-Fi Hi the biggest in the room, one has to, you know, you'd be pretty brave to bet against that. So it was a stellar result. I'd be interested in your view in regards to the chart for JB Hi-Fi though. What do you make um, of that chart at the moment? It did open up, I think it was around, I was just having a look here. Oh, it was up, it's up now 2.7%. It's uh, gained a little momentum since the open. But that chart with regards to JB Hi-Fi, what would be your view and how do you read today's action? Yes, JB Hi-Fi um, cracked the $50 again and it's really getting support around that level. It mm -hmm. had a big dip down in December and then ran back up to about 55 and now it's getting support and just sitting around the $50 mark. So today it has had a bounce up. I mean, it's not a big move. It's It's still sort of inside its trading range uh, at the moment. Um, so I wouldn't say there's a lot of excitement around that, but it is a, a bounce today. And it's just sitting around $50. Um, I, and, and between 50 and 50, 55 right now. So as to whether there's more in it, I never know. I mean, that's hard to say. Mm -hmm. But technically, it's at a good point and it's holding support. So that's a really good sign. Um, it may sit around that level for a while and not do anything. It could go up. Um, but today it has gone up and bounced and still holding above that level. But as long as it holds above $50 and that's a healthy sign for it, because that's a 
very significant round number mm. um, to be staying above. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, quite interesting. And do yourself a favour, folks. Have a look at their latest uh, presentation because if analysts could have expected the rates of growth of that regard of a larger cap, it's quite interesting. So I think you will find that support there, Justine, to maintain it above these levels. And then fingers crossed if it has that breakout or that, you know, that uh, I suppose, uh, you know, everyone hopes for that, then it could run very quickly from there. But it was a stellar result. One of the other sort of phenomenon which can occur, of course, Justine, is when a stock's unloved and everyone expects really bad things from it and then it comes out and surprises on the upside. And we got that with Bendigo Adelaide Bank today, which released its results. Cash earnings up after tax to $220 million, which is up some 1.9%. Net interest margins did squeeze a little bit, down seven basis points, a little worse than CBA prior, but it's sitting at the moment at 2.3%. Interestingly, the dividend of $0.28 is going to comprise a 4.5% relating to the previous financial year and $0.23.5 per share relating to the current interim period. Now, the company's upbeat about its simplification strategy, saying that it's yielded strong growth amongst all its, segment, uh, all its segments. Bad and doubtful debt charges continue to remain quite stable, only 6.6% of the total book value. If I have a look at the uh, price today, it has uh, gained some support, up some 10% at the moment. Justine, it has been, you know, many people have taken the bearish view in regards to the regionals ahead of the top four. The top four have had a pretty strong run in recovery. Um, in recent times. The regionals have lagged a little bit, though Bendigo's trying its best to make up today. It's up 9.5% on the back of the news. Is this finally the uh, sign of life that those who have faith in those small community banks have been waiting for? Is, is now a time to consider, you know, does the chart look like that things are, are getting better for a Bendigo? Yeah, well, Bendigo's cracked the $10 today. Mm. <laughs> so... It was headbutting $10 for the past sort of two months. Um, it had an absolutely beautiful run from November from its lows of uh, below $7 all the way up to $10, and then it's gone sideways. So there's a bit of excitement about it today, that's for sure, because it's cracked the $10 and, and above a significant um, resistance where it was struggling to break before. So it's definitely got a, um, a good breakout with its move today in the market. So it'll be interesting to see whether it will um, continue to close above $10 by the end of today. But based on where it's looking, you know, it's been up as high as 10.50 today. Um, so that's a really good sign for it, that it's, it's broken the $10 mark. Yeah, I think the uh, signs that the bleeding may very well be over was taken by the market quite positively. And hopefully, if it's able to consolidate these levels just eat, it might be back on a positive trajectory that long suffering shareholders have been waiting for. Uh, last and certainly not least of our big news stories today, and in response to a short seller report from JC Capital, Nearmap went early with their announcements, and really it was actually quite solid. Group accumulated, um, or sorry, group annualised uh, contract value, or ACV as it's known, uh, to end of December uh, to $112.2 million, uh, which, you know, on a constant currency basis is actually quite strong, sitting around the $117 million. Um, they portfolio growth sits around the 21% mark on the year prior. Um, revenue growth was also um, uh, quite strong. North America, the North American business is good. Um, I mentioned that revenue growth upwards of around 20% growth, really trying to put a lid in regards to that short selling report, which to be fair, Justine, yes, it caused a bit of negative movement in its price, but unlike 
you know, previous cases where we've seen stocks fall 20, 30, 40% on the back of that, it held up relatively okay. Today, it's uh, crushing those short sellers, if I can use the term from social media world. Uh, the stock's uh, up 13% at the moment at $2.44. What do you make of this price action? Is it enough on the chart to suggest that, um, you know, that uh, uh, it's broken out? Again, let's just call it that, out of that bottom range and uh, maybe very well looking for a bit of a recovery from here on in? Yeah, near maps definitely range trading. I mean, it bounced mm. off two dollars, um, and I love the round numbers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Charts. No, no, that's, it's amazing. They're, they're important. Yep. <laughs> Um, and but it struggled to break 270, so it's really been range trading between two dollars and 270 for oh since May last year. It had a it did have a breakout and completely collapsed back into that trading range, and just keeps headbutting the 270 mark. So right now it's probably you know halfway in that trading range. So it will be interesting to see whether it's going to have enough oomph in it to push it through as it approaches 270 or it's just going to continue uh, ranging in there. Okay, so uh, there are big news stories today. It's now time for us to get to your questions. So remember, before we uh, do discuss them, that um, both Justine and myself can't take into account your personal circumstances today. We're only talking from a general perspective. If you wish to discuss any of this content that you're about to view with anyone other than your significant other in life, then you need to do so with an advisor that's licensed to do so. And remember, shares don't just go up, they can also go down. And when they do, they tend to go down faster. It's a funny thing, that. Um, also remember that uh, both uh, either Justine or myself do hold interest in shares. Uh, we try to uh, remember to disclose that when we are dis discussing stocks, but in the cut and thrust of stock discussion, we sometimes forget. So by all means, do feel free to contact us uh, directly if you wish to seek any further clarification um, as to our position in any particular company. And Spotty is proud to be powered by our great sponsors at ShareWealth Systems. Go to sharewealthsystems.com to learn how they've helped Australian investors outperform by giving them an edge over others. So go to the website sharewealthsystems.com to learn more there. All right, then it's time for us to go into uh, questions, uh, Justine, and I want to go into one that actually two people have asked about. Uh, young Jeremy this morning, and uh, I've got Cameron um, over the uh, weekend. It's an interesting one. Uh, the company is QuickFee. Uh, the code is QFE. Now, I'll just touch on uh, Cameron's question. His was a little bit more expansive. He's a big fan of the show. He's been listening for a while, um, particularly from a technical perspective. He's asking about QFE. So I'll go to you first, then I'll answer the fundamental side afterwards. Um, he's saying that uh, uh, the earnings report for the company is due on the 18th of February. Now, previous reports have been followed by a decline in share price. And he's right. It's almost like every time the company reports, its price eventually falls. It's a little frustrating for holders, I know, but it's uh, what happens. Now, it's been trending down since July last year, but he's starting to see signs of a reversal to the upside. He's seeing a double bottom at around 38 cents, which is followed, from some high, uh, followed with some higher lows and a nice big green candle on Friday, which is what he likes to see. Now, the price is a little bit down to only half a cent, I think, um, just seen at the moment. But from a chart perspective, oh, he also notes that the MACDs just turned positive as well. So is QFE a chart that you like the look of? Is he jumping the gun a little early or um, is uh, his, uh, you know, the, the indicators he's looking at, um, do they appear to be in train? I mean, QFE had a, a breakout on Friday. Um, nice 
up candle. I mean, I look at candlesticks. So if you hear me saying candles, mm. um, it had a really strong candlestick with supporting volume on it, and it had been going sideways and and definitely had that. I can see where he talks about the double bottom because that's where it had found support at that level, and it also had resistance around the forty-five cent mark. So it did burst through that, supporting that. Today it's opened high, but it's closing. At the moment, it's lower. I don't know if it's going to close lower. Mm. Um, but the, I mean, there's strength there. I mean, when reporting comes out, anything can happen. I mean, even if the chart's telling you one thing, it's the market reaction of, you know, whether they want to continue buying or sell out. So I've in charts, I've seen shares that have been really healthy and a good report comes out and they collapse. I've seen other shares that were very unhealthy and vice versa or shares that are going sideways and break out. So obviously there's people interested in the stock right now because they're pushing it higher and it's only a couple of days before that report comes out. So is the expectation that this is going to be a good report and they're getting in early now? I don't know because the report's not out. But right now, just from a chart perspective, it's had the breakout. It's definitely had a nice move. Today, it's opened higher. It is actually falling and struggling to hold 50 cents today. So it looks like there is some profit taking coming out of those highs that have occurred today um, in the market. But I I can never tell what's going to happen when reports come out. You know, I'm just looking at the chart as it looks right now in this point in time. <laughs> yeah, no, fair point. I mean, look, um, uh, just have a look here. Jeremy also points to the fact that Thorny Group are big fans of the business. And look, I was once too. In fact, I owned this business. Um, I left, though, after the second report um, that Cameron referred to. Uh, basically, for those that don't know Quick Fee, it's looking to build a buy now, pay later service for accountants and lawyers, or in their words, as they call it, advice now, pay later. Basically, notwithstanding the business had been sluggish, um, their you know, new uptake overall really of the lending product had been uh, tough after that report there and I just needed my money elsewhere. So I had to deploy that capital in another business and hence why I had to sell it. Now, since then, the company has been making progress, particularly with its installments product, which it's in collaboration, of course, with Splitit. Um, that it's uh, basically not just going to use here, but they're looking to take into the US as well. Um, now, in their latest quarterly update that they did provide, They said they are getting some traction in uh, the US uh, and they've now appointed someone to lead that business over there and some salespeople as well to bring some money in the door. So yes, the price did spike on Friday, but it's just got it um, really back to where it was in November last year. And yeah, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any other further clarity released in its result. If it does, look for that US business um, expansion and that installment product and the traction that they gain from there because uh, any update in regards to the outlook for that is really going to drive where price goes. Um, the next uh, stock I just want to talk about, Justine, is a company by the name of Bill Identity. Uh, the code is BID um, for those of you that are um, playing along at home. Now, um, they run an energy management software for big corporations to help them run their energy businesses and keep their expenses under some control. Now, they acquired a company by the name of Optima Energy Services in the UK, building its presence there, really. They've also got the Australian-New Zealand business, of course, and the US that they, as everyone does, hold high hopes for. Um, They've also recently hired some staff over there too. And they've got their first contracted pilot program, if I remember correctly, for a utility portal in the US with a very large electricity uh, retailer. 
Now, in the quarterly update, it did show some 40% revenue growth, but much of that was through the acquisition. They did pleasingly slow down the churn rate, which was over 3% last quarter, which was a little bit high for a product like this. It's now back down below 2%. It isn't widely covered, um, but there are two analysts who look at it, and the target price has been steadily rising now, um, uh, up three times actually in a row consecutively. Uh, now the target price sits at $1.74 and a half, uh, which, you know, with solid periods of 50% revenue growth expected, not just next year, but the year after, would be underpinning that particular expectation. What about that chart though? Uh, BID, um, Justine, what sort of a guidance uh, can you tell Philip Hauser looking in terms of a price action at the moment? Um, you know, do you feel that it uh, could possibly rebound from here or is it still stuck in that little bit of a sideways range? Oh, it's it's definitely stuck in a sideways range. It's got support at a dollar and and resistance around the dollar twenty five mark. Hmm. So it's at the bottom of that trading range right now. So unless you know channel trading is something that you like doing, um, it could be a channel trade opportunity. But it just depends whether you can be bothered trading things that are aren't going anywhere in a trading range. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just stuck. Um, and has been for, I think, about sep yeah, September, October last year, um, where it's tried to break both sides of it, actually. It's actually broken above resistance and also <laughs> dipped below the support, but it's back in there now, and mm. it's, that's where it is. It's just going sideways. Now, Philip had a follow-on question, um, noting that the pullback at the end of January was only short-lived. Do you think the market will really drop 5 to 10% in the next few months, as some experts are saying? Um, now, Justine, given that you have absolutely no idea what the market's going to do moving forward, you're the perfect person for me to ask this question to. Um, tongue-in-cheek, firmly tongue-in-cheek, folks. Uh, but none of us know what's going on, as Justine alluded to. But let's look at the XJO. Let's look at the big guy, right, the big index there. I'm, I'm a bull. I'm always a bull. I don't believe bears make money in the long run. They can make short bips, but seriously, that's not where the serious money is to be made. It's definitely going long, and you'd be a brave person to bet against this market with all that free money slushing around like an elephant in a very small bath, um, really uh, tipping over the sides. But nonetheless, uh, what is the XJO looking like at the moment from a chart perspective? Uh, because my sort of simple view that um, it's going to go up may not satisfy Phil. What's that? Uh, what's the broader index looking like at the moment? Um, still okay, but what key levels possibly could he be watching for? Uh, I mean, what's not to love about the market? I don't know. Really. I can't understand why people are so worried. <laughs> um, it's definitely in a healthy trend right now. Um, I mean, I look at things from a, a weekly perspective chart and it's it's rising and it's above its long-term moving average. Mm. Um, I mean, it is pausing at a resistance um, right now around the sort of 6850 eight, six, eight, 50 mark that it's it's butting its head above and below, but it is it is moving above it. I guess the significant level is uh, when we get beyond um, 7,200. They were the highs just before COVID happened, and we're actually on our way back up to those highs right now. And it will be very interesting to see whether we go beyond that, which puts us beyond where we were before COVID hit. Mm. Okay, excellent. So always interesting to be watching the index, but seriously, think less, make more money, Phil. 
It uh, has worked for me over the years. We're about halfway in now, folks. So just remember, if you've got that question, question at spotty.com.au or text us 0480 0790089. There are a few that have come through. We've got some over the weekend. I'm trying to manage all this on a, uh, on a poor man's budget. So I'll figure it out eventually. And we'll get to your questions, if not today, over the coming days. So do be patient there. Um, the market will be open tomorrow, as it always is, uh, even with lockdowns. Um, so you'll be able to uh, um, hear our views at any time, of course. Uh, yes, a special word, of course, by our great friends at Share Wealth Systems, and in particular, the ebook that they've made available to all investors, titled The 16 Traits of Successful Investing. Now, you can go to the website, 16traits, that's 16traits.com, to learn the qualities required to be a successful investor, such as the need, as Justine clearly articulated during her introduction, the need to have an investment plan. And it makes sense. Look, to get to a destination, you've got to, have, you've got to map a path, don't you, to get there. Without it, who knows where you're going to end up. Yeah, sure, eventually you'll get to know the way to the destination so well, you'll do it with your eyes shut. But you know what? That doesn't mean the road actually changes or the road to success remains the same. But laying that out, particularly at the start, is going to get you in front quicker rather than later. So download the ebook 16 Traits, that's 16traits.com from Sharewell Systems to learn this and other skills that you require to uh, be the tortoise and win the race of investing life. All right then, as we go to air, just see market still up, the XJO 0.86% up, the All Ordinaries up 0.88% up, so it looks like our positive candor is having a small but uh, positive impact on what's going on at the moment. I do want to touch on a trader's lament though. This question is directed at you, Justine. The question comes from Will, another first time, long time person. Thank you very much for sending this question through. His question relates to MSV, which is Mitchell Services Limited. Now he's in a bit of a pickle because he bought them on Thursday because the chart came up on a scan that he was uh, um, using, looking pretty juicy. His words. Um, just his luck, though, on Friday, they announced to the market that they'd cancelled a contract with a client and the stock dropped some 20% and it skipped over his stop loss. So his first question um, is wanting to know, is it worth holding on to MSV in a situation like this, waiting for it to um, come back up? Or should he just cop the loss and move on? given that he is a daily or weekly trader, not an investor. Now, we can't take that into account, but obviously Justin can talk about the chart and the idea of uh, waiting for uh, the price to rebound back to where it was. And I'm sure, Justine, we've all had it, right? Seriously, I've got more examples of this scenario than I have digits on my fingers, and that includes my nose and ears. So when we're talking about um, that scenario where we buy the stock and the next day it plummets, it's hard but what is it that investors, you know, oh, sorry, what is it that traders in this scenario should consider, um, you know, doing? Oh, look, I'm just an all-out person. If my stops hit, I'm out. I mean, yeah. I don't hang on in hope and hope something comes back. I mean, that's just my strategy. But I would have been taken out straight away. I mean, I have an app market stop in the market. If it crosses that area, I'm just sold out. I don't even have to do it myself. It's set with my broker. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so that's... That's just me. I, I get out. I'm, I can't tell you what to, to do, what, what, you know, right now. Um, you know, I don't know. Right no. now, it did have a big fall. It's at the bottom of its um, channel line right now. It's, you know, it's up a little bit today um, because it was a, a fall, but I've got no idea where it's going. Um, I just have hard, hard and fast rules in my trading plan. If my stops hit, I'm out. 
so that then I don't have to procrastinate about what to do. Um, and I've, I've been stopped out of a share and it's completely rebounded after the stops hit. You know, that happens as well. I mean, <laughs> also, we've all been through all sorts of scenarios Absolutely. and unfortunately you have to take a loss as part of trading. That's just part of the game of trading. But as long as those profitable trades are larger than the losing trades, um, that's how you succeed in the market. But if your losses are bigger than your, you know, your profitable trades, you're not going to make money in the market. Now, Will's doing my job better than I am because he actually had a follow-up question and it was to a point that you just raised there, Justine, with regards to the concept or idea of automated stop losses where, you know, most traders as part of a trading plan will set their stop loss trigger in order to ensure that they protect their capital to live to fight another day. However, as can sometimes happen, particularly on the big gap down days, sometimes you will see that the actual price just plummets below where your actual stop loss level actually was sit and therefore the automatic trigger doesn't get hit. So Will's just wondering your view in regards to whether you feel they are useful and worthwhile and if you do then how he combats something like this. Well unfortunately there is going to be slippage from time to time. Um, I mean I have two strategies I trade with my weekly long-term system. I have at market stop losses and if and I will take slippage on there. With my daily system where I trade CFDs, I have guaranteed stop loss orders that I use um, and they guarantee my exit no matter what the share is doing. Yes, I pay a fee for that service, mm. but I always know, and that's my insurance policy on my daily system trades. But with my weekly system, yes, I will have a couple of shares throughout the year that will um, go beyond my stop loss. I don't put limit stops in because um, if you do set a limit stop and it goes beyond that, then your stop's not going to go through. Um, yeah. I just have an at market stop. If it's if it goes through and I, I take a, a bigger loss because of it, that's that's just what happens. That's so be it. Mm. Yeah, and hopefully get to be at the front of the queue because the worst thing is being on the end of a queue and uh, getting slaughtered down on the downside. Me personally, Will, I hate them. Um, quite frankly, I'm the type of person that likes to see what the action is and then make the decision. I don't, uh, but that's my strategy. Um, it doesn't actually uh, attend to that. I uh, do look at the reasons and why it occurred because I can sometimes use those opportunities as a top up. But again, um, in your circumstances, which we can't talk about, but as a trader, um, Justine's probably sounds a lot more rational because of course, you know, it's about getting the odds working in your favour and the odds of a recovery after that sort of massive loss. Whilst once upon a time, Justine, we used to say the V-shaped recoveries aren't very rare. Well, at the moment in this market, it's certainly been the normal. But let's assume the world returns the normal. Yes, it takes a while and therefore you might be better allocating your capital elsewhere. Let's get to a... And, uh, no um, I was just going to oh, say, I'm also very busy at that time before the market closes. I've got ah. my kids coming home from school. I'm doing my <laughs> trading. So... The less, less is best method for me. The, uh, the less exactly. I have to think about things, the stops are taken care of, I can just focus on new entries. Mm. Excellent. So let's go to another question from Peter. And the question has just come through someone um, anonymous, uh, didn't attach a name. We always love if you do attach a name. Um, both asking about the same question, Tyro Payments, TYR. Um, Peter notes that the weekly update, now they're extraordinary in regards to the way they provide updates to the business, so they have to be commended there in that regard. They did show at the start of February they are seeing some uh, rises in regards to uh, com comparables, up some 14% on a weekly basis. Uh, for those that don't know, they have the payment gateway system, and they recently had some trouble because their system broke down. 
which stopped retailers using it, which was a real pain in the backside given everyone had reopened again. He did note, though, that the price fell on the back of Victoria going back into lockdown again, that whole issue about what could possibly be occurring there. He has pointed out, though, that there are some people starting to come out of the woodwork suggesting that, um, you know, the downgrades and trading volume, well, downgrades are going to start um, slowing because downloads and trading volume are starting to improve. Um, Now, is this an opportunity to buy a quality stock at a much cheaper price? Well, Peter, from my perspective, I tend to agree that TYR is a better buy now than earlier. Well, I hate to state the obvious, but that's the case. However, um, even after the price decline, it's still not as cheap as competitors like SmartPay, for example, even though SmartPay don't have that same footprint as what a Tyro do. They do have some reputation risks, which, you know, it's basically, the reputation's been hit quite hard. I mean, to think a business like this did not have a proper disaster recovery plan is absolutely staggering. Um, but we hope that they've learned something. And short interest that you do should note as well has been rising um, in the business despite the fact that price has been going down. So it doesn't appear that they're taking any profits at this stage either. Now, it's going to depend on your own risk appetite um, as to whether you're going to try to uh, catch this dagger, as it were. Um, Christine, the chart, um, is, the, uh, is the dagger still on a downward trajectory um, or has it finally uh, found a marble surface that it's uh, settled on? Oh, look, it had, you know, quite a big fall and made new lows again um, recently. So definitely looked unhealthy. It's trying to now hold at the bottom of those lows right now. It found some support at $2.45. As to whether that support's going to hold and it's going to be able to bounce and get strong from here, I don't know. Um, Mm. So it's definitely going sideways from, you know, its big fall that it had and trying to hold up but you know it's hard to know i mean it's looking unhealthy because of that that break of the three dollar support and a really big drop and it's you know when you do have a large drop it's to be expected that you know people will start buying in and it will push the price up but whether there's enough buyers to keep holding it up there um because it's all about you know buyers and sellers um and who's who's the stronger at the point in time and yeah, so it has found support at 245 and it is holding that level. Um, and it could bounce up, but if it does break that 245 and go lower, then that's another unhealthy sign for the share. All right, well, let's look at a chart that looks very different to this, the stock that's on everyone's top of the list today. The question comes from Craig, although unfortunately, Craig, you didn't ask that today, you asked it Friday. I wish I'd answered it then. Uh, but nonetheless, that's just the nature of being a popular program, getting thousands of emails. And thank you to all of you sending them through at the moment. Geez, I'm going to be uh, busy next couple of days. The company in question is Bard Life Sciences or Bard Ones. Uh, code is BD1 for those of you playing along at home. And for all intensive purposes, it wasn't doing much. Back in the day when it was sitting around 56 cents as a cancer detection business, uh, pretty much plodding along until two major developments happened. At the start of this month, um, the product was found to be 100% specific, have 100% specificity and sensitivity for the detection of all stages of ovarian cancer, a brutal disease which kills far too many women and can only be detected generally in late stages. But the good news is this one could possibly find it sooner. And then today, well, the thing that's led to that 50-odd percent rise that you've seen in share price is uh, that they've announced the same for their sub-B2M product it's almost just as effective on breast cancer detection as well. Now, for those that don't know, it's a blood test um, that it takes. And the big trick being 
that the sub B2M treatment looks for this particular biomarker, uh, Neo5, big G, little c. Um, go look at the announcements, folks. You'll uh, see it there. Uh, and basically, this treatment, or what it is, it could potentially spill out into prostate and even the evil scourge of pancreatic cancer as well. Now, the uh, Neo5GC is only found on human tumor cells and basically, and their tumor-associated molecules, potentially making it a specific pan-cancer biomarker, which really only appears on the cells that um, are cancer-related. So if you can find those markers elevated early, even before the cancer forms, it may very well be a treatment. So Griffith University is who they're doing this with. The uh, It's only preliminary results at the moment, but now it's sitting at around $2.30 odd and a $200 million market cap. It's been a good return for the true believers. But Justine, from a trading perspective, irrespective of the company, let's just talk about the price action. Um, when you see these like to the moon sort of charts, how should traders manage a position like this? Because of course, the natural um, feeling is that you continue to hold it and just let it go higher and higher and higher. But when does eventually the fuel run out? You know, you don't want to be on that side because it can, can come down pretty quickly. What sort of education do you provide investors in and around these rapid moves? Oh, definitely having a windfall profit exit in your trading plan and what that's going to be. So there's different strategies you can use for that type of thing. Um, you can sell half and you leave your other half there to run. I mean, you would have, you'd be leaving your profit there to run if you're selling half because it's it's gone up nearly four times its price um, yeah. from last week. So it's had a huge rise. Um, some people are just might be happy to hold on and then look for a technical signal or maybe a candlestick pattern to say that there's profit taking coming out now. Um, that might be an engulfing bearish pattern happening in the chart or a very long wick in the candle showing a rejection of higher prices and there's profit taking now coming in. So you might watch out for some sort of signal of profit taking. Um, it's it's hard to know. It's a phenomenal run, but definitely you definitely need to have a win for profit strategy and decide what that's going to be for you and, and how you handle it. Others tighten up their stop loss um, as well uh, to protect that. But then if it does gap, it can gap that stop mm. as we've already had a discussion about stops. Yeah, so definitely. And that's something that I, I teach, you know, with all the you want to have a multiple range of stops in your trading plan that you use for different things that can that can occur in the market. So when it happens, you already know your action plan for that scenario. Free carrying, Greg. I know you're tuning in because you sent your question in, but I can't answer it today. <laughs> but um, I know you're watching. And yeah, it's a concept we talk about, particularly after these rapid rises. We're going to get to see the light in a moment. But before we do, we can fit one more question in. Um, the question comes from Stephen. He'd like to hear the analyst's view on Calyx. The code is CXL. They appear to be in, uh, have some good tech with potential products growing in a growing area of the market. Okay, well, let me talk about that for a minute. Um, CXL, well, they've got a technology which basically makes uh, processes more efficient and effective, and its main business to date has been in water treatment. However, what's really got the market excited and the reason why you've seen the price do what it has is it's branching out into carbon capture um, on lime and cement production, if you can uh, believe that, very specific. But nonetheless, they've been actually doing quite well. Um, trials of their uh, um, LALAC uh, one project have actually been going quite well. And last month, they also announced that uh, Semex, who's one of the world's largest cement companies and who is already a partner 
in a Lay Lake One, which is a, 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 a I suppose, um, you know, a project. Um, I was trying to find the word there. It'll come to me later. But they've joined their Lay Lake Two, which is actually a full blown um, first. Okay, figured it out. Lake One is a pilot project. Lake Two is actually what they're looking to build as their first marquee production facility. Um, the technology, yes, it captures um, CO2, as I mentioned. Um, the other benefit uh, being, of course, that that full-scale plant is expected to be up and running, should all go well, in 2024. And there's even talk of Lake Three coming on board. They've done this as a joint venture with the European Commission. So there's uh, some big players interested in this. And given what's been occurring in that space with carbon capture being such a hot word at the moment, particularly when you add it with Europe, CLX has been a beneficiary of that. They're going to need some money eventually. Um, that's uh, by the by. But, you know, that said, though, it looks like the technology is going great guns. The pilot program works. They completed that like a year and a bit ago. So Lalac 2, which is going to be the full scale production, if they can replicate that, will bode well. And then Lalac 3, when they really blow the uh, lights out, with Europe very strong in regards to its zero emissions in 2050, um, it could very well benefit like many others in the space of carbon capture have. Just that chart quickly, uh, uh, Justine, what's your view in regards to it? Oh, it's had a beautiful run. It had the breakout through resistance on the 20th of January, which is, you know, a beautiful entry point and it surged uh, it's in blue sky territory so there is no other resistance but it's hit about a dollar 80 now and it's pulling back so as to you know whether we get some profit taking coming for a little bit of it um i don't know but it's definitely had a, a great run and pulling back it doesn't have a lot of volume on it it's not a highly liquid share but it had a huge amount of volume on it on the 2nd of february um, and now the volume is back down to under a million traded a day. So, um, yeah, it's definitely up there and it's in blue sky. So it's just a matter of whether it's um, now having a pullback and a, and a bounce, uh, but definitely um, looks attractive based on the move that's happened in there. Talking about blue sky, it's time to see the light, folks. Uh, brought to you by our great friends at Macro Capital who have all your needs in regards to research, execution, and all things share market. Go to the website, macromaqro.com.au to learn more there. I'll go first. Uh, my two stocks, I'm going to start with a small one here, a global oil and gas. The code is GLV, and I bought this actually on Friday at two cents. Now, they recently gained approval on the 4th of February to explore for helium and hydrogen in the Northern Territory. Long way to go, but there's a few things to consider. One, helium price is high, demand's increasing, and world stocks are diminishing. It will be close to a BOC processing plant, so it's cheaper to get out. Hydrogen is considered a legitimate alternative, of course, to fossil fuels. And via an interest it has in a West Australian Canning Basin Explorer, where it has the option to buy 20% interest in that company called GoShore, while they've got a JV with another company called Squadron. And who's the name attached to that? Andrew Twiggy Forrest. I like the players, but it is high risk. Um, this is a long time play. Um, uh, you know, you need to watch this quite closely. But if you've got a long term horizon, maybe this is one. The next is Polynovo, value play. Dermal skin repaired. Share price has been slammed on the back of a disappointing update from uh, on the back of COVID, really impacting demand for their services. But since then, they've signed new agreements with Poland, Turkey, and Italy. So if you can look beyond the short term blip, this is a long term play. For those that missed out on their previous run, I feel that this might be the opportunity you were waiting for. And also, I feel that they are a superior product to Aurora, ARX, 
and Avita AVH. So uh, Polynova, PNV is my other stock. Uh, GLV was the other one. So, okay, uh, Justine, which two stocks are we going to listen to? Um, do our own research and then see whether they align with our own investment objectives and tolerance to risk. What companies would you like to show the light on? Um, EHE and LYC, so EHE's Estia Health, they actually talked about that in December when I was on the um, TV show. And that is one that I do have a position in, but I like the fact now that it's broken through $2. So Mm. it didn't do a whole lot for a little while and went sideways. And I'm not worried about things going sideways. That's just the market taking a breather. Um, As long as it doesn't break through support, and ideally you want it to break through resistance so that I like the fact that it has broken that round number of $2 now. Um, and yeah, would like to see it holding that level. Nice. Um, Linus, um, it had a really nice breakout above $5. Um, beautiful move um, back on the 22nd of January and had that classic pullback. So it's pulled back nicely um, and is now bouncing up little bit sideways but the fact that it's it's pulled back and he's bouncing up from that um is always a good sign as well and uh, i'm on that lyc train as well justine so when uh, one of our guests always spruiks the stock that i hold in shine the light you're welcome back so justine pollard from smarttrading.com.au thank you for your participation this afternoon thank you And remember, folks, to go to the website there to have a look at the book that she has published in regards to trading plans. It is a great read, very simple and important armory to have if you're going to be a trader in life. Uh, Go to the website, spotty.com.au, to watch past episodes of the program and podcasts are all available as well. And remember our premium consulting services. We'd be happy to help you if you need that assistance. Um, Thanks again to our sponsors at ShareWorld Systems. Remember to download the ebook, 16trader.com.au. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be back on the tools once again with our great mate, David Novak from Wealthwise Education. And yes, Mark, I'm going to ask him about Grange Resources. Please don't send him, uh, don't send me, sorry, the question because I already got a stack to get through. Um, I promise I will ask it. But until tomorrow, when we do it all again, I'm Elio D'Amato. You've been watching Spotty and together we've been shining the spotlight on shares. In lockdown.